Yo, yo, yo. Halfback, good morning, Dynasty. How the heck we all doing today? My name is Brendan. We are joined today with our co-host, Tyler. Tyler, how the heck you feeling, my man? Feeling great, man. Feeling nice and festive. We put up the uh, the tree in the house last night, nice and Christmassy. Watched some Christmas movies, you know, man. It was uh, feeling good. How you feeling, Brendan? You looking good, man. I can tell you that. <laughs> you you got to be feeling well. Listen, man. You know, we're bringing that big energy today. The reason why I'm wearing the shades inside is because we are riding on a big Bears matchup. Tyler, we are settling the score. The hot take and bold predictions very well may end today. I'm up one point. I picked all of the Chicago Bears to lead me to victory, and I am wearing this in their honor. I like it, man. The uh, the bold predictions, man. Your hot takes. Uh, I'm sure everybody that watched the movie or the video, that was funny, man. I loved it. Good stuff. Good Homer stuff. I tried to trade mm -hmm. for your boy uh, Montgomery in our big league all week. It's just not happening. So I tried to uh, I, I tried to buy in. Hey, man. Sometimes it's not meant to be, and. Uh, you know, I don't even know if I want you to have David Montgomery because you're not a loyal Bears fan. So I don't think it's worth it. <laughs> hey, check this out, though. So as you know, I was talking to you earlier, pre-show. I've got my beer advent calendar going on. I'm drinking this for the Bears today. It is December 6th. This is my sixth beer. Only one a day. Don't you worry. I haven't drinking six beers before 11 a.m. my time. <laughs> but it's pretty cool. My beautiful girlfriend got me this right here. So every day... I get to open a new German import beer. So I know I'm starting early, but I need to be feeling good all day because I'm winning that 100 buck buy-in, baby. Let's go. Today's a, today's a big day to feel good, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow up your beer. I'm having, where's my camera here? Right here, a little super coffee. A super coffee. Let's go. There's uh, no added sugar, no uh, dairy, nothing bad in here, man. So it's basically water. <laughs> basically uh coffee flavored water with a little mung fruit to uh naturally sweeten that and give you a little caffeine boost man i'm feeling i'm feeling great i'm feeling nice, so man. good brendan good good i'm glad we both got that great energy today because we have an important pre-game show the week 13 of the nfl will be starting up here shortly so we are, of course, going to go over the actives and inactives. Tyler always prepares a fantastic list. We'll go into our juicy matchup for the week, and then as well as a stardom sit-em. Tyler, I'm ready for that good stuff, man. What do we got? Who's playing? Who's not playing? We got another lengthy list, which seems to be uh, pretty consistent anymore in the NFL. So let's jump right in. You got uh, Todd Gurley, who was questionable throughout the week, is active. Um, obviously, Ito Smith got in the end zone last week brian hill looked atrocious so um i guess if you got to roll girly i'd roll him uh he is active uh julio jones is active with the hamstring obviously you roll julio jones he's a stud but if you remember uh last time he played he was questionable with the hamstring and he was kind of in and out of the lineup so it's hard to say uh but obviously you got to start julio jones uh, Nick Foles is active. Uh, the truth, your boy Mitchell Trubisky is expected to start, but uh, Foles <laughs> is active just in case. Uh, sticking with the Bears. Uh, Allen Robinson is active. Darnell Mooney is active. Uh, moving on from the Bears, Mike Thomas of Cincinnati, that is, is active. Uh, Taiwan Taylor of Cleveland is out, the wide receiver. I doubt anybody's looking to start him, but he is Darn out. Darn it. He is my wide receiver one. 
That's tough, man. That's a tough place to be. Uh, Hodge, another wideout for Cleveland, is out. Matthew Stafford, quarterback for Detroit, is active. Uh, tough one here. DeAndre Swift going to miss another week, this time with uh, an illness. So I, I'm not sure if it's stemming from his concussion issues, but, man, he's struggling to get back on the field, which is unfortunate because he's, he's been playing really, really well. But he is out. Uh, Kenny Galladay remains out, so a tough one there for the Lions as well. Um, C.J. Procise out with an illness. Uh, Chris Conley, wide receiver for Jacksonville, will be active this, or activated this week. So um, probably not much to see there. Unfortunately, I think Colin Johnson takes a big hit, who actually played really, really well last week. So I think you called um, that too. I think you said he was uh, due for some some bigger work. That week. I like Colin Johnson a lot, man. He was a stud at Texas. He went back that extra year to uh, finish his degree as a promise to his family. So oh, cool nice, dude. There. You'd love or to else, see that. Yeah, or else I think he would have been a first-round pick coming out uh, a year before because he had a huge year at Texas. Wow. Uh, the big one in the morning games is uh, Josh Jacobs is out. So make sure you guys are all over that. Uh, he was trending towards playing. But make sure and get him out of your lineup. That's a tough one. Hopefully, you have Devonte Booker, who's uh, he's going to have a a ton of value this week. What he does with it, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's a, that good of a running back. But obviously, when you're doing to get the start, you're going to get some great work. Yeah, he could be like a Giovanni Bernard type. You know, when Mixon's out, he immediately gets that boost and gets a lot of work. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, make sure Jacobs is out of your lineup because that's a that's a big one. Obviously. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa is expected to get the start. He is expected to play. He's technically still questionable, but should get the start. Uh, DeAndre Washington, RB for Miami, not much to see here. He's doubtful. Uh, Selvin Ahmed, also doubtful for Miami, which is unfortunate because he played really well when he got uh, the start that one week. Uh, but who's coming but, back, though? Who's coming back for the Dolphins, baby? It's got to be running back. Gaskin, right? I love that guy. I wasted yeah, a first-round uh, pick on him, dude. I traded a first round for him and Christian Kirk, so thank the Lord he's back for playoffs. Absolutely, man. He was another one that in the dynasty community took a real big hit by going back to college an extra year. So he was mm -hmm. a first-round consensus uh, rookie, rookie draft first-rounder. So interesting player there. Uh, Irv Smith Jr. out again, unfortunate. Mm -hmm. Another young tight end that was looking good, but he's not been on the field for a few weeks now. Uh, for all you Delvin Cook owners, man, Alexander Madison is out with an illness, so Cook is just going to get a monster workload. Uh, I'd expect about 40 points out of him. Uh, Marquez Callaway for New Orleans out. He's on IR. Uh, Deontay Harris, New Orleans, is inactive as well. Johnny Smith, another kind of big one here, is out, so... I'd expect a boost for, I guess, Adam Humphreys, maybe more Corey Davis, in my opinion, but Johnny mm -hmm. Smith is out. Uh, so for the afternoon games, uh, Kalen Balaj questionable. Uh, he has very little value now that Eckler is back. Should have flipped him when you had the chance. You know, if you, if you were him, holding so. him. Yeah, I dropped it. I think everybody has owned that guy at least at one point in their dynasty career. Oh, I loved Balaj, man. <laughs> Coming out of his rookie year, man, I loved Balaj. But he's just yeah. hey, he he filled in nicely. He probably helped a lot of teams the couple weeks here. So sure. I think I owned him when he was on. Uh, I think he was on the Dolphins at one point. I think oh, yeah. I owned him when he was on the Jets. <laughs> yeah, man. So then uh, I dropped uh, him. 
He's an interesting player. He's so big. He's so fast. He just, it'll be interesting to see if he progresses, but uh, yeah. obviously not much to see this year. Who knows where he signs next year if he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam Newton, questionable, but he'll play. Uh, Danny Dimes, doubtful, likely out. So Colt McCoy should be in the game this week. Carlos Hyde, questionable, whatever. Uh, Travis Homer, questionable. Doubtful, excuse me, running back for Seattle. I don't think anybody's looking to start him. So uh, Sunday night games, our uh, game, Philip Lindsay is questionable with a knee. He is expected to play, surprisingly. Whoa. Jerry Jude, yeah, he's expected to play. Jerry I thought he Judy was trending. I, I thought it, like, looked worse. Or I thought they thought his injury was worse than what it was or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of the local Denver writers expect him to play. Whether he will, I don't think he's a safe wow. start, but he is trending towards playing. Uh, Jerry good. Judy, questionable. Uh, probably going to play, though. Uh, CEH questionable. He's got uh, the stomach flu or some kind of virus. So I will likely suit up what that means. I don't know, but uh, that's kind of what we're looking at for active inactives for uh, today's game. So a couple heavy hitters out. Josh Jacobs missing a game. That's a big deal. Agreed. Luckily it's this week and not next week. I know some formats, your playoffs probably do start this week, but uh, for a lot of people who have a more traditional schedule, I guess, Hopefully he'll be back for round one of the playoffs here. Yeah. It's crazy because the fact that now you need to go see if you can get Adrian Peterson uh, for this week, or like you said, Devontae Booker, Le'Veon Bell, even though I'm starting to think the icon and CEH are both unstartable. I mean, it's crazy, man. Yeah, I, obviously you and I are on forums all the time. I think uh, CEH has really, really great value uh, long-term. I think he'll grow with the team, but I, I'm shocked where he's currently valued. I know a lot of times in Dynasty it's all about future, but CEH gets valued as if he's this already lead asset. And he's just not, he's just not that guy, you know. I'm, I'm just shocked by his – value which again i know it's all future driven most of dynasty is future driven you know but uh his value is crazy high for what he's produced you know i think it's crazy the how highly people view ceh but yet people are dumping jonathan taylor like it's going out of style you know it's just really interesting to me it's just I, I think polarizing figures absolutely i think jt is worth more than ceh and and real I'd quick before, oh, yeah, absolutely. He's a better raw runner, better talent. Yeah. Uh, I think that it's important, Tyler, we, we may have spoken about this before, either uh, off air or on the show. One thing that I don't enjoy about forum pages for Dynasty is sometimes I feel like these people don't even want to win the league. Like they play right. to just have the most up and coming assets to like brag about that they've scouted these guys or it's like, they never have the complete studs because they're 27 years old. And those are the studs that are going to win you the league. They'd rather have three up and coming guys. Like, I don't know, man. Sometimes I'm just like, why are you trying to force youth and upside above elite and and actual talent for production? You know, it's so crazy. I, again, I feel like some people don't even want to win this year or win any year. They just want that young upside. Hey, man, it's very, very interesting you bring that up. I was talking with somebody in our big league, and 
youth is so, so important or overvalued in dynasty. Who are the best players in the league? DeAndre Hopkins is 28. Devontae Adams is 28. Delvin Cook is 26. Derrick mm-hmm. Henry is 26. Like everybody focuses so much on youth and just moves mm-hmm. bets. Uh, Keenan Allen's 28, 29. Michael it, Thomas is like 27, yeah, 28. The best players in the NFL are guys that have learned how to play in the NFL for years and years and years. Yeah, so young assets are very exciting. There's some very productive young assets, but I'm with you. You know, a lot of it is also dependent on your league, you know. that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you and I have talked about that some people value running backs very high. Some people value wide receivers very high. And you get on these forums and, you know, you're told what your assets are worth and then you go try to trade them in your league. And I, Joe Mixon's a perfect example, man. I've been trying to trade him for weeks. The best offer I've received is a late second Brandon Ayuk. That is the best offer I've ever Late second in Brandon Ayuk? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Which I love Brandon Ayuk, man. If I could have gotten an extra second on top, I'd probably make that deal because I, I don't see it with Nixon, you know. But And a lot of people would think that's selling incredibly short. But your assets are worth what they're worth in your league, period, mm-hmm. end of story. Mm-hmm. So, I agree. You know, I agree wholeheartedly. Everybody can say Joe Mixon's worth three first-rounders, but in our league, he's not, period. He's yeah. just not. And like you always say, it's better to sell a year early rather than a year late. So unbelievable, man. I didn't know that 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 was your offer. Uh, I might put together an offer that slightly trumps that. I don't know. I I don't know if I (laughs) like mixing that much. I mean, I like him because of his name, but I don't know. We'll you got 58 minutes, man, before trades are done. So, <laughs> Good. All right. We'll power through this, and I'll take a look real quick. Uh, <laughs> cool, man. Cool. Let's jump in. We've, of course, got the juicy matchup for the week. Let's roll it. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Boom. So I was looking at some Vegas odds, some over-unders, and Vegas has the Cleveland Browns versus the Tennessee Titans as the highest over-under. I think at like 54 points or something. So, of course, I wanted to pick that matchup, but I was like, hell no. I ain't picking Baker Mayfield in a juicy matchup again. As I've promised, I'm never going to do it. So, I am not picking the Cleveland Browns versus the Tennessee Titans because they're probably not even going to get past 30 points total. So, we're cutting them out. Tyler, this week was very difficult because there were some really great matchups in a sense of good NFL games. There wasn't one game that necessarily stood out as, like, absolute shootout. Uh, on paper, or like at first glance, I, I saw the New Orleans Saints, and then I saw uh, the New Orleans Saints versus Atlanta Falcons, which would have been a juicy matchup if Taysom Hill wasn't the quarterback. So, you know, I kind of had to pick and choose and, and go a little bit deeper rather than just seeing two teams play each other. So this week, I've actually picked a top defense as a part of the juicy matchup. You ready? Wow. Yeah, that's fun. Okay. So I have picked the Indianapolis Colts versus the Houston Texans. Here's why. Hear me out. Yes, we all know the Colts have a very good defense, and the Texans do not. Okay? First off, it's a divisional game. Uh, I think the Titans lead the Colts by one game. Uh, let, me, let me look at this real quick. Uh, I, think, I think Actually, I think the Colts lead the Titans. Let me look at the AFC standings real quick. Okay, AFC South. The Titans lead the Colts by one game. So this is a huge divisional matchup because if the Colts win, they have to. They have to win to essentially try to clinch the division. Uh, They need to gain that one game back on uh, Tennessee. So here's the the juicy part. The Colts have given up a lot of points the past couple weeks. 
So they gave up 45 points to the Titans last week. They gave up 31 points to the Packers two weeks ago. The Texans have put up a considerable amount of points the past two weeks. Last week against Detroit, they smacked the Lions, bro. They put up 41 points. And the two weeks ago versus the Patriots, who have a decent defense, they threw up 27 points. So I think that it doesn't matter who the Texans played. Deshaun Watson is really balling out. He has shown that he is a great quarterback. Uh, the guy has nothing to lose. They're four and seven. They're third in the AFC South. Who cares what's going to happen? I think that the Texans want to just keep him sharp. There's no reason to bench him because what I've realized, if you bench these NFL players, they're not getting those reps in, those practices in. I think it's really crucial that they still do play unless they're like, you know, they have no wins. Unless they're like the Jets. If the Jets had like Dalvin Cook, you know, I'd probably consider benching him or Christian McCaffrey. So, the Colts have to beat the Texans to try to catch up to the Titans. So they're going to be playing super hard this game, right? They can't afford to lose it. Watson doesn't care if he wins or lose. They probably want to lose to get a better draft position if they have a first-round pick. I don't know what Bob did, Bill O'Brien did before he left. That guy was awful. But Watson has been pretty good recently. His stats this last month of football, he's thrown 84 completions out of 124 attempts for over 1,100 passing yards and nine touchdowns. And one thing I want to note is this guy has not thrown an interception since week five. Dude, that's really good. And his team is not very good. So yeah, he's, playing, yeah, he's playing really well. He, he stepped up. It was a little bit concerning, you know, right off the gate or right off the bat. He was kind of falling behind a little bit, but he's really put it together. Now, I know a lot of you are thinking, well, he doesn't have uh, Mr. PED, Mr. Steroids. Oh, I didn't know I wasn't able to take this. My doc gave it to me, a.k.a. Will Fuller. Yes, he will not have Will Fuller. But to be honest, I mean, Will Fuller is a great wide receiver, but you're tied to your quarterback, Tyler, as you say. You love to say you're only as good as your quarterback. So I don't care who's next up in line because Sean Watson is so accurate. He's so versatile. You're going to see Brandon Cooks have an absolute ball in game today. I think the matchup is great. I think it's going to be a pretty high-scoring game, believe it or not, because there's no way the Texans are going to get anywhere running the ball, so they're going to throw the ball against the Colts. So that's what I have, sure. a little bit of a non-traditional pick here. Tyler, what do you think? I like it, man. Um, I guess uh, to follow up on that, uh, <laughs> sorry, Brendan, I'm, I'm struggling with the glasses, man. I'm trying to keep it together and uh, not – not uh you know laugh through this whole thing but i'm liking it so what do you think uh jonathan taylor does uh i think jonathan taylor has a big game i don't think i don't think, think that the Colts game plan i think it's very possible reason being yeah. is because here this is where the texans rank against these positions quarterbacks uh, this is their defense per se so they're 22nd against quarterbacks they're 31st against running backs they are the second uh, worst defense against running backs in fantasy football 23rd okay. against wide receivers, 19th against tight ends. So clearly the matchup is incredibly juicy for Jonathan Taylor. However, you know, we're still seeing him adapt. It's too bad he missed last week because we started to see him actually get more work and kind of sure. kind of uh, produce a little bit more. He was seeing the gaps. He was playing a little bit better. I don't think the Colts game plan will change too much because they have been pretty successful. But if there was a game where Jonathan Taylor would go over 100 yards, it's this game. It's, it is. Okay. So real so, quick follow-up, just from a straight point uh, perspective, does Naeem Hines or Jonathan Taylor in a full PPR come out with more points in this game? Tough. Very tough. Reason being is because Hines is actually playing pretty dang well. And, uh, he's you playing know, well. He's, playing you know well. He's, he's still seen as a backup, right? And you always struggle to kind of like play these backups in your lineup to start them. 
But Hines yeah. has played pretty dang good. Yeah. I would start. I would start either of them. I don't think I would start both of them if you had them both on the same team. But I would start either of them against the Texans. Uh, I think Jonathan Taylor will have a better game if if they don't ease him back, which I don't think they will. They need him to have a big game here. They have to win. I think okay. Jonathan Taylor will outscore Hines today. Okay. Good question, man. Really good question. Because I have Hines in, in my big league or one of my big leagues. And, dude, I got to contemplate. Do I start him? Do I start him? Do I start him? And uh, yeah. it's tough because he is technically like the 1B. I guess my perception sure, is man. he's the 1B, I guess, if you will. For sure, man. I, I, I don't own any shares, unfortunately, of Jonathan Taylor, man. I just want to see that kid have a good week, get the, yeah. uh, get the pressure off his back, settle in. I, I mean, I know it's not a – it's not like he's having a terrible rookie year, but you know that kid feels like he people he's expected a lot more from him out of the gate. So I'd love to see him go for you know buck fifty and a couple scores just to settle in, you know, and mm-hmm. take the pressure off. Because I think once the pressure's off a little bit, I think athletes can play a little bit better. You know, regardless sure. of what anybody says, Jonathan Taylor knows right now his rookie year has been disappointing. To be honest, though, he's not playing that bad. And we discussed this previously. Yeah, yeah, in comparison to CEH and and J.K. Dobbins, I mean, he's not really that bad of a running back. He's still like a top 20 running back this year in fantasy football, which isn't bad. He's still still getting reps. It's just people automatically assume that these rookie running backs are like Saquon Barkley rookie year. You know, they automatically assume if you're going to take them at the 101 overall, they need to be a top five running back. It's it's not the case. Yeah, we've been spoiled for two or three years by the incoming rookie running backs, to be completely honest. Uh, whereas this year, it's kind of been more of the the wide receivers. I mean, I saw, mm-hmm. I think I saw Justin Jefferson as a chance to have the best rookie wide receiver season ever, ever or something. Wow, so, you're really trying yeah. to rub that one in on me, huh? Hey, I'm just throwing it out there, man. I appreciate the trade, you know? Hey, like I said, we'll see what happens when Galladay is back healthy. Any trade yeah. looks like a slam I, I've dunk. got full faith. Galladay is a lock yeah. on 15 points per game. Absolutely. Man, I'm not when worried at all. When somebody's not playing, a trade always looks better. So Yeah. No, I hear you, man. Cool, yeah. cool. All right, hey, let's move on. We got stardom, sitdom. So I'll blow through these real quick. I'm going to list off one uh, – person per position, one player I'd start, and one player I would sit per position. Tyler, I I thought these through a little bit, and you might see some bigger names as starting or bigger names as sitting. Um, I hate suggesting to sit big name players, but sometimes the matchup just isn't good, and it might be better to seek out other options if you have them at this point in the season. Okay, here we go. Quarterback, I'd start Ryan Tannehill versus the Cleveland Browns, just piggybacking off Vegas obviously thinks it's going to be a high-scoring game. Cleveland ranks 27th against quarterbacks, and the Titans need to win this game as well to stay on top of the division. If they win this game, they're looking pretty good to take the division. I know there's a couple more weeks left, but every game is crucial at this point. Quarterback, I'd sit. Matt Ryan versus the New Orleans Saints. I cannot stand Matt Ryan. He will lose you any given week. He's not trustworthy. This is where the, the issue comes in. Matt Ryan was horrible against the Saints in Week 11. 19 for 37, 232 passing yards, zero teeters, two picks. Tyler, guess how many fantasy points he had that week? Uh, Doing some quick math, I'm going to guess about four. Yes, he had six. 
six yeah, fantasy points. Okay. You can't you can't take that any given week with your starting quarterback, especially a guy who's no. supposed to be on like a top offense in the league. So for sure, I'm not gonna play him. I'm definitely not gonna play him this week. He let me down. He actually knocked me out of the playoffs in uh, one of my redraft leagues because I started him and really let me down. So screw that guy. He's second in line that I, of quarterbacks I hate right behind Baker Mayfield. So would you start either either of the big wideouts then for Atlanta? So, I mean, 232 yards in the air is still pretty good. I mean, some receivers have to get that regardless. And, sure. you know, Todd Gurley isn't getting too much passing work. Um, so I, I think Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley still have a shot to put up 100 yards. I don't think there's really an issue with that. But you have to realize in six-point-per-touchdown leagues for QBs, you have to get at least one touchdown to salvage the week. And if you can't yeah, put up one touchdown as the quarterback, which affects the quarterback position more, you know. Yeah, with with the quarterback having a bad week doesn't always necessarily mean your wide receivers had a bad week. So Yeah, I mean, he basically had 20 completions for 232 yards. I mean, if you're looking at a PPR league, I mean, that's 20 points just based on receptions alone, and that's yeah. 23 more points based on just yardage. That's still right. almost 45-point split among more than likely two receivers on your team. So – there's still a great shot. Both those guys could hit 20 points. Not worried about them. I'm worried about Matt Ryan, per se. Sure. Great, great point, though. I'm really happy you brought that up. It's really good stuff there. Uh, Tyler, for running backs, I chose one of my boys to start. Miles Sanders versus the Green Bay Packers. I absolutely despise the Eagles, and I hate their offense right now. I think Carson Wentz is on the edge of losing his job. Heck, I thought he was going to lose his job a month ago. So who knows what the heck's going on with that situation. But here is why I would start. Miles Sanders, okay? Playing the Green Bay Packers, the Packers are very bad against the run game. Running backs are really good against the Packers. I called out David Montgomery to start playing the Packers last week. Second play of the Bears' first drive, he broke out a 56, 57-yard run. Miles Sanders yeah, does have a shot to put up 100 yards. I really hope he does. So I'm just going to roll it and continue on starting the RBs versus the Packers. Did you agree on that? You nailed it, man. I mean, David Montgomery's had one good game in his career, and you nailed it uh, the week you said start him against Green Bay. So I, I'm, I'm not going to question it. <laughs> good, good, good. So here we go. So Miles Sanders is a for sure lock. Uh, running back, I would sit Kenyon Drake. I know this is a bigger name, but he is matching up against a tough Los Angeles defense. So the Rams defense is just really good, especially with their front seven, uh, their stacked box, and they've only given up more than 60 rushing yards once in their last five games. They've only given up one 100-yard rushing game uh, in the past five games and, and one 60-yard rushing yard or 60 yards rushing in the last five games. And every other game, the other like three or four games, they only gave up like 50 yards. So my point being they don't give up much yardage on the ground. However, in each of their last four games, they've given up a rushing touchdown. So you have to hope Kenyon Drake finds the end zone. The issue here is I think Kyler Murray has a way better shot of finding the end zone on the ground sure. than Kenyon Drake. So if you're comparing, you know, hey, they're going to give up a rushing touchdown. Uh, and let me, let me rephrase. They gave up a rushing touchdown to running backs. So at the running back position, uh, once the past four games, they gave up a rushing touchdown to a running back. Uh, not gotcha. necessarily rushing touchdowns in general. Let me clarify that. Uh, I don't think – Kenyon Drake will find the end zone. I think if they are going to give up a rushing touchdown to the Cardinals, it'll be Kyler Murray sprinting out of the pocket and running in. I really do. So let me make that clear. A wide receiver, I have to carry on with, with your boy, uh, Justin Jefferson versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. The guy is honestly on his way to be a stud. 
uh, I'm riding the wave here. Yeah, he's too good. Dude, the guy is – he's a beast. I'm really sad I let him go, but he is an absolute beast right now, and I'm happy that you're enjoying him on your roster. 28 targets over the last three games combined. He is getting the ball. He's getting fed. Granted, I know Adam Thielen was out last week due to that weird COVID testing situation. So he had an uptick in targets. I think he had like 13 last week. But regardless, I mean, he is averaging still like seven to eight targets a game. That's really good, man. That's really good for a rookie receiver. Granted, they have uh, a sketchy quarterback in Kirk Cousins. But regardless, it shows that Cousins trust Jefferson. And when you have a QB who trusts you, they're going to try to feed you the ball no matter how good or bad they are at the quarterback position. Wide receiver, I would sit. This was a tough one for me, Tyler. But I have to sit my boy Juju Smith-Schuster versus the Washington football team. Very tough matchup on the Steelers receivers. Way too many options on the Steelers offense. Ben Roethlisberger is really good at throwing the ball around. Deontay Johnson has emerged as one of the, the top receivers on that team. And I just see him getting the ball a little bit more. Uh, just to put it in perspective, or perspective, Washington ranks second against wide receivers in fantasy football. Very difficult matchup. So you agree or disagree with those receiver plays? Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think the most interesting takeaway for me for Justin Jefferson was last week without Adam Thielen. It really showed what his, I guess, potential is. I mean, he got two touchdowns. He had two uh, red zone looks converted on both of them. You know, whereas uh, I think it's capped a little bit with Thielen because Thielen's kind of their red zone guy. But, mm -hmm. hey, maybe that changes a little bit now that they know uh, Jefferson can be that guy. Exactly. He's capable. So, you know, he can get the job done. And, you know, that's why he's had some big games because a lot of the primary defensive backs line up on Adam Thielen. Thielen, Absolutely. he's a guy who's, who's up there in age, and he is definitely underrated. He is not valued Fair. enough. He is definitely Fair. a great wide receiver one, if I'm being honest with you. So that opens yeah, the door to Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Um, I've always never been a fan about Adam Thielen, but it, the guy's statistics speak for themselves. He's a fantastic receiver in the NFL, and he's a fantastic fantasy receiver. And he came from basically nothing. He was not yeah, ranked well. He was basically a nobody. Yeah, yeah very, I love the story very good there. player. Yep. Good, good. All right, last up, tight ends. Mike Gesicki versus the Cincinnati Bengals. I'd absolutely start him here. The Bengals rank 31st against tight ends in fantasy football. Gesicki has averaged five targets in each of his last three games. Uh, not even average. He's had five targets in the past three games. So if you're getting five targets a game at a tight end, I'm assuming you're going to convert maybe two to three of those. You should convert more because typically they're shorter passes, so they should be easier to catch per se unless they're being contested. But, heck, I'll take a three-game uh, our three reception game with 60 yards, as I discuss every week, man, that's enough for me at the tight end spot with the chance no of finding the end zone. So no question. Yeah. I like him there. Uh, one tight end I don't like, and honestly, I don't like at all for the remainder of dynasty. I recommend selling him as soon as possible. If the trade deadline is not passed or look to flip him the second the trade window opens again, Zach Ertz, uh, on the Philadelphia Eagles versus the green Bay Packers. To be honest, you missed out on selling him. Uh, it's a little too late. His value has decreased with the emergence of Dallas Goddard. Pretty clear that Goddard was emerging, and it was pretty easy to call that he is going to be the next big tight end in fantasy football. He's going to consistently be a top five. I think he's – I put him behind Darren Waller, but before TJ Hawkinson. So I think Dallas Goddard is going to be a top five, top six tight end for years to come. Zach Gertz is really old. Their offense is horrible. He has no more time to progress or kind of find a different team. 
his career is basically going to spiral downhill in my opinion. So I would not start him. Plus the Green Bay Packers are just pretty good. They're, they're really good actually against tight ends in fantasy football. I think they're like ranked eighth or ninth. So not a good matchup for him. Tyler, that's what I've got for you, man. I like it, man. Some good stuff there. I had uh, just, I, I did running back stardom sit him, and I was just curious to get your take. I, I would start mm-hmm. Damon Harris and I would nice. sit Alvin. I would sit Alvin Kamara. What do you think Oof. about that? That is the biggest sit him we've ever listed on that this is, on this show. He his touches with uh, Taysom Hill have gone extremely downhill. I just I, I I don't know. I think if you have the luxury to not need his points, roll him. But if you're looking for you got to win and get in, you have a different option. I, I don't think Kamara is safe at all. So I know you've got both of those guys in, in our big league and uh, you and I are both sitting at nine and three. So I think we clinched the playoff spot, but this week determined seeding, a lot of, yeah. of seeding in the playoffs. Yeah. Are you going to start Damian Harris over Alvin Kamara this week? Now I don't I, want you, you don't, don't feel pressure. If you say yes here and you switch your mind, no harm, but you know, that's a very tough decision. Who do you think you're going to start? Uh, my roster or my lineup is currently set. I have Damon Harris in the game, and I do not have Alvin Kamara in my lineup. I respect that, man. That's a very tough decision. I can't and even again, imagine. You know, with having a playoff seed guaranteed, I mean, it's a little bit easier to put Kamara on my bench versus, again, if you need to win and get in. I'm not sure I could stomach that, but mm-hmm. uh, his last two his two games with Taysom Hill, man, he, he's not even an RB2. He's really not, you Awful. know, it's just, I don't, again, I, I mean, I've been bitter about it for weeks. I've complained about it on our show for weeks, but how are you not getting Kamara the ball? I don't understand. And maybe it's just, they're waiting for Breeze to get back. They're going to make the playoffs. Maybe they're just kind of taking pressure off his body. I, you mm-hmm. know, maybe that's the, maybe that's what they're doing. There's usually a lot more into it than what we sure. observe from our yeah. TV screen, acting like yeah. we know more than the actual coaches who have a career in coaching uh, 53 man rosters of all grown men who uh, take hits every day exactly. and destroy their body. So. And Kamara in the playoffs for the New Orleans Saints is a lot more important than all of us needing the points in fantasy. I don't think it is. You know my feeling on that. I don't think it is. But uh, to an organization, it surely is. So maybe they're just running Murray. Yeah, yeah. And maybe, you know they're, what? maybe they're looking at McCaffrey and seeing kind of what's going on there that, hey, we don't want that to happen to Kamara because McCaffrey looks to be in some trouble this year, you know? Yeah, I agree. The real quick in comparison, I I agree with that statement. Although I think their situations are a little bit different. I think McCaffrey got used a lot more than Kamara. Uh, oh. He he just yeah. got fed the ball thirty times a game, regardless, and he's not yeah. built like Derrick Henry, who probably will never be injured no. in the NFL. Yeah. So I do agree, especially if you're making the playoffs. There's no reason to risk hurting a top running back in the NFL because Breeze is going to need him. And you know what? It's working right now with Taysom Hill. Sure. They don't want to make him uncomfortable. They want him just to keep doing what he's doing, and that is winning football games. So yeah, yeah, it's it's totally different in real life versus fantasy. You know, there's there's no reason to to feed Kamara right now because, like you said, it's working. You know, Taysom Hill's your running back right now, or Latavius Murray, and that's fine. You know. Mm-hmm. But again, uh, if I was in a win and get in, I don't know if I could sit Kamara. But where I currently am, I, I, I'm gambling on somebody, I guess, with more potential points. 
until I see otherwise mm-hmm. with Kamara. You know, you if have he to comes look out and way. gets 25 touches this week, it'd be awesome. And if he's on my bench and blows up, hey. Still is I, a good look. Yeah, I'd be pleased to see that he's getting touches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to go for what you think is the most guaranteed points in your lineup. Yeah. And I don't know if you've been watching the Saints games, man. Hey, Alvin Kamara's body language is extremely – a player that's extremely frustrated, you know. Mm-hmm. He knows that he's watching a historical season, which, hey, historical seasons are historical because they don't come around. But his entire – he had a chance to for a historical season. It's over, you know. That's got to be extremely disappointing as a player. Well, hopefully he reaches that type of status next year. Uh, Tyler, really enjoyed doing the show today. Let's get this bad boy uploaded. We'll let the people listen and hopefully enjoy our stardom sit juicy matchups, hopefully listen to our actives and inactives so nobody takes a fat goose egg in their lineups. Is there anything you'd like to say before we sign off? Kind of like uh, Hoodie B the other night, man. It's good to see Shady B. Shady B in the cut. I love it, man. I love it. Cool, Tyler. We'll talk soon. I uh, really appreciate doing this. Good luck today. Good luck to all of you listening. We hope that you do win this matchup and you make it into the playoffs. If you have any last-minute questions regarding lineup uh, rosters or uh, sit-ums, stardoms, waivers, anything related to anything fantasy football, please hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at HalfbackDynasty. You can also shoot us an email, HalfbackDynasty at gmail.com. You can also find us on DynastyLeagueFootball.com, a.k.a. DLF. My name is McCaffsteys. Tyler is Gator Sense. Such a legend down there, five-star recruit. You know how it is. Uh, But thank you all. We really hope that you enjoy the rest of your weekend. Stay smooth and just remember, you're in this for life.